All right, Philly, you ready to get the show started? Then please welcome Allison and Gabby of the Just Between Us podcast. He started talking and I was in the bathroom. You were in the bathroom. I was, yeah. I heard him start announcing I'm fully peeing. And I was like, okay, so I'll go out alone and yeah. be like, yeah, she let me down again. Oh, I was kind of being like, I was kind of like, you know what, Allison will handle it. Yeah. I, and especially because you're in a jumpsuit. That's hard to get on and off. I, can I just check if I tied it? <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, let me look. Yeah, because it, you know, who knows? You guys didn't pay enough for the free show. <laughs> Anyway, I'm Allison Raskin. I'm a writer, director, and owner of uh, three black jumpsuits. Yeah, you've really been crushing the black jumpsuit game. Yeah, I've, I've downed two of my three. Tomorrow I will wear my third. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I, I, was, I wore this today so we could be like t power jumpsuits. You didn't know I'd be wearing a jumpsuit. I could have guessed. <laughs> That's fair. Who are uh, you? Oh, hello. Uh, I'm Gabby Dunn. I'm a writer, bicon, bisexual icon. Wink. Ugh. <laughs> we just had an argument backstage about whether I actually Gabby am. was like, oh yeah, I do that just like tongue in cheek. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> Someone, oh, and my, um, my uh, corporation is called Noted Bisexual Inc. What's great is, uh, is that I have now made it so that a bunch of accountants have to say Noted Bisexual to my face <laughs> with very serious faces. So, uh, how's your day been? We haven't seen each other. Yeah, my parents have been on tour with us since um, D.C. Yeah. And uh, so I've just been, like, hanging out with my parents and playing cards while Gabby's just been following this person she's dating and going to punk shows. Hey! <laughs> oh, like, it's not all over your Instagram? Whatever. I'm trying your, to keep it's up. It's your entire Instagram right now. It's tr can, we, can I have some mystery? No, if you post everything. Well, whatever. So, yeah, so, I, so I've been out and about on the town. I've been in bed by 10. I know. And I, wanted, I asked you if you wanted to come in D.C., and you were like, <laughs> no. I think I wrote, nah. Yeah. And then I thought, wow, you're getting ruder. <laughs> I'm getting so rude in my old age. Is that true? I think so. I used to, like, really try to be polite. But, and what happened? I don't know. It's a struggle. Well, and why? Then I just, and then I just go, it's okay. I'm an introvert. I don't know that introvert means rude. I, it doesn't. So what do you mean? You've just started being like, I don't want to? Yeah. Yeah. But that's fine. Thank that's you. boundaries. That's uh, setting boundaries. That's great. To me, tour is like, I go to the show, and then I sit alone and look at the wall. What? For like the rest of the day. Like the rest of the day is just me recovering. Really? Like I can't also go and enjoy the sights. I walked around Philly today. It's 100 degrees. Yeah, I walked around. Oh, my God. I went to a restaurant. And Congratulations. <laughs> Wait, so I went to a restaurant, and there was, I was sitting alone, and there were these two guys sitting next to me. They were both white guys, and they started telling the waitress about how they used to dine and dash in college, which is what a waitress wants to hear. And, and I was like, and I, and I was like, they're criminals. We should arrest them. Uh, and then they mentioned that they were Republicans. And then to they, the waitress? No, to the fucking busboy. Okay. The busboy walked up and he, they said, oh, do you, are, are you a manager? And he said, no, I'm a busboy. And they said, you have to say bus person now. Ha, 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 ha. We hate it because we're Republicans. <laughs> and he was like, chill, I didn't ask to speak to you. <laughs> then the one white guy tried to fist bump him. Really? Yeah. And the busboy, not white. And he just reluctantly fist bumped this white guy, which was, uh, I mean, again, I want them to go to jail for that alone. And then one of them, I didn't finish my food, and one of them leaned over into my space and said, hey, you shouldn't order so much if you're not going to eat it all. What did you order? A pancake, some pancakes. So you just ordered one no, item no, no. of food? No, no, no. I okay. ordered three pancakes. Okay. And That's you what you've taken away from well, us? I just, well, I'm trying to imagine, you know, you, you leave out details. So there's a scenario where you had ordered like five different things. No, 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 no. But then, and, that, and then that's still not okay. But if you had only ordered one thing and they said that, that makes them even crazier. Yes, I ordered three, uh, just a plate of three pancakes and, and a coffee. And they said, you can't even have that? He, he said, no, he was like, I think he, he wasn't like shaming me for eating too much. He was shaming me for eating too little. Did you offer him the rest? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> no, I just went, 
you know you can box things up, right? Because I was so like taken aback. And then he was like, well, ha, I just always think you shouldn't order anything bigger than your head. <laughs> Keep talking to me. Wait, I'm sorry, me. the size of your head? How yeah, big yeah, yeah. were these pancakes? They were big pancakes, but big, like- Because you have a big head. I know. But like, yeah, they were, I mean, they were big pancakes, but he See, was it's like- it's tougher for me, I have a pinhead. Right, so, so I can only eat very small, like dollar, dollar pancakes. And then, uh, and then they also, then they started talking about how they have how they have kids, like they have like oh grown God, of kids. Of course, they have kids. And I was, I know, and I was like, I tweeted like, white people come get your fathers. <laughs> they out here, they're doing their they're fucking shit up. I tipped the waitress so much because I was like, God bless you. I can't believe you're fucking dealing with this. I almost, I almost went. I'm 31. <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes I when, can order pancakes. Yeah, like sometimes when men say stuff like that to me, like condescending, like I was at the gym and some guy was like, some guy was like, you should put your backpack in a different place, sweetie. Like just like a, a customer at the gym, like because I had put it in a, in one locker or something. I don't know. He like wanted it to be in a, a more secure locker, like further away. And he was like, you shouldn't put your uh, bag in there like that locker, sweetie. And I just out loud went, I'm 31. Like, I don't know why that's my go-to. What did he say? He was just like, oh. My not- mistake. Yeah. Like, he just kind of was like, okay, and like backed up. Well, this is just between us, a podcast <laughs> about brutal honesty. Female friendship. And completely unsolicited advice. I'm 31. <laughs> and just keep in mind, I'm only 30. We have a great show coming up for you guys. Uh, we have Feminista Jones as our esteemed guest. Woo! Woo! Later on in Topics, we'll be talking about the things that scare us. <laughs> but first, hit it. International question! International question! International question! Vivian! France. Oh, so true international. Yes, very exciting. Wow. I thought maybe there'd be a sing-along element, but you guys are too cool in Philly. <laughs> Honestly, I thought they were riveted by getting to witness it live. I got so uncomfortable halfway through. <laughs> While we and were was like, I can't bail. What happens? I just leave? I don't At soundcheck, she apologized to the guy for a future singing. She was like, I will be singing over this. I am sorry. <laughs> uh, so this question is wild. Uh, let's go on a journey together. Vivian says... I am married since almost 10... So, I think English is her second language. So, I am married since almost 10 years to a man that is 10 years older than me and from another country. Let's just say we have a cultural barrier sometimes. We live and work in an industry in rural France, and in the last year, I have befriended another couple, which has been a lifesaver for me, especially since the wife has become irreplaceable in my life. Anyway, the husband in this couple, in this couple is always talking about sex and in a very inappropriate way, which embarrasses his wife. Now our friends are splitting, and from my friend, I know her husband has been cheating relentlessly throughout their entire relationship. I was right to hate men. Uh, He has become more and more inappropriate with me as well, and finally, one night when we were all really drunk, he takes the liberty to tell me that I have, quote, big legs. What? Yes. What? Uh Uh-huh. Big legs. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Does she mean long legs? I, it seems to be negative, but I, I have no idea. Or just, or just that's his compliment. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, sweetie, you got big legs. Yeah. Hey, baby, walk on over with those big legs. Um, now, I never would have gone here before, but this is coming from an out-of-shape, overweight little shit. That is eight years my junior. I am almost 40 years old. See, I think the level to which you have to take shit, it's like changes as you age. Mm-hmm. I work out daily. I work physically and eat only homemade food. I at least try to take care of my body. I see this as a strength. That being in high school, I was completely anorexic. Regardless, I don't need some entitled little man taking the liberty of commenting on my body. When I told my husband about it, he defended the dude, saying he is only expressing his opinion. Jesus Christ. If this doesn't end with both of these women lezzing out and leaving the country together, <laughs> I'm not interested. Of course we were drunk and I made a big scene. The next morning, I apologized to everyone. Oof. The following week, they were at our house and this guy was talking all about his dick. I made a joke about his dick, a.k.a. something I have never seen and know nothing about. (laughs) I love this woman. 
Uh, I figure he's talking about me. I'm going to poke harmlessly. The next morning, my husband scolded me. You can't talk about a man's dick. Totally rude and inappropriate. You better apologize. Oh, because Remember, she said I haven't seen it and I don't know anything about it. No, she made a... So this man said something about her big legs. Yeah. And then she made a joke about his dick. And, and he then cried. Her, no, then her husband scolded her the next morning for doing that. Okay. After defending the guy who said... Who referred to her big legs. Right. So is, like, divorce a big deal in France? Like, why can't you just... <laughs> skip town, change it your name? It keeps going. Okay. The following week, they're over, and they're not really on good terms. I guess because they're getting divorced. He is talking to my husband, and I get out of the pool. He says, oh, I get out of the pool saying, ooh, it's a bit cold. He says, but it makes your tits look nice and firm. I just give him a look like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And again, my husband says nothing. Then later, when I bring it up with him, he says that I asked for it with my inappropriate conversations with him in the past. So I guess the question is, is it, is it murder or do we just <laughs> yeah. paralyze him? Yeah. Yeah, do we go suffocation or poison, I guess? You know what I mean? I can't imagine being married to someone for 10 years and then finding out they're a piece of shit. I'm gonna, wait, I'm gonna guess that he's been a piece of shit the whole time. Right? And that she's, like, just kind of at her wit's end with it. Yeah, or, like, this is such a specific... Maybe, I think a lot of times with men like this, they'll talk poorly about other women, yeah. but they're not talking poorly about you. Oh, so you and go, so, well, I'm special. Yeah, or like you don't realize like how offensive and sexist and misogynist it is yeah. because it's like just here and there and what, you know, you're not like putting it together the way yeah. people just complain about people. You don't realize, oh, it's probably all women and all in this horrible way. Sure. And then suddenly, you know, you're having to apologize for, to the guy who mentioned your big legs and how firm and nice <laughs> your tits are. <laughs> Yeah, like I dated someone in college who would mention other women and it was like, now I realized it was like a way to uh, control what I did. Like he would be like, ugh, look at her wearing flip-flops. Like she, flip-flops are disgusting. I can't believe girls wear flip-flops or whatever. And in the back of my mind, I would go, okay, so never wear flip-flops, right? And then I realized at the end of our relationship how much he had like manipulated by like talking shit about other women, manipulated like what I thought I would do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if he would be like, oh, look at like her hair looks so gross like that. I'd be like, okay, no buns. Don't wear buns. You know what I mean? You look great in a bun. I love a top knot. <laughs> I think what Vivian was getting to is basically, she, what's sad to me is that she's kind of asking if she's overreacting. No. Or if that she, if it was right for him to ask her to apologize. Like all of this is gaslighting. Absolutely. Is what's happening is that he's making her feel, ins I, I would feel insane. Oh, I don't, I would, I would have m done murder already. Yeah. I mean, I, this is tough because I think it's the answer. You just have to kill him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to like, I don't mean to advocate for like, you know, spouse's side or whatever on this show, but at this point, I really think that's your only option. <laughs> I guess it's a like, quick <coughs> we've never been married, right? Thank God. Yeah, I was almost like worried you would be like, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, I mean, to blow up your life is scary. And so I can understand how like you've been married to this person for 10 years and you're, I think they work together too. It doesn't seem like she has that many friends because she was so excited to be friends with this one woman. Yeah. And so it's like, well, is it a big enough deal? Yes. Like, is this a big enough deal that I blow up my life and I leave my husband? Absolutely. Right. Life is too short to be like, I'm just going to hang out here for a little bit longer. Get away. Move to the Caribbean. Meet the love of your life. Start it's a weird to me that it's taken you this long to advise move to the Caribbean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Start a, start a like, successful like, beach fr ice, frozen ice business. Then, like, you meet, like, some, some hot guy on the beach who sells beads. Now you're married to them. You know what I mean? And then you combine the frozen ice and beads business. And beads business, and you become, and then you go on Shark Tank, and Mark Cuban invests in it, and you become a jillionaire. What's the business idea there? Um, like, you can, um, you know, one-stop shop <laughs> for your beads and frozen ice. Yeah. You take care of the inside of you, and you take care of the outside of you, baby. Let's keep you in the creative world. <laughs> no, I just mean, like, I, get out of there. I, under, I understand, like, there's two ways to go about it, right? There's one way where you go, 
oh, this is so, I can't believe he's doing this. This is so horrible. This like shows what a horrible man he is and how he doesn't defend me and how, what he thinks of women and men and, and these kind of these terrible abusive behaviors. But then there's another way where you think, well, all he did was asking to apologize to a friend. You know? No. Okay. Hard pass. Okay, but also that we have to talk a little. <laughs> no, I understand. I but mean, like, you know, engage with me just a tad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is there a world in which they go to therapy? No, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm absolutely she should leave him, but I'm just saying do you understand why it might be difficult for her to justify leaving? Because there's a version of the story that she tells herself where what he did isn't that big of a deal. So yeah, I think that we have to figure out how to vocalize to her how it is such a big deal and why. Got it. Okay. Well, it's a big deal because uh, that's your husband and he's supposed to be your teammate and he's supposed to be on your side. And if he can't recognize misogynistic behaviors in other men, then he's, uh, how do you know he's not, you know, doing that stuff to you and you just haven't really picked up on it or you've excused that behavior too? And I think it's obvious he doesn't respect you. No, absolutely not. And you shouldn't not. be with a partner who doesn't respect you. Yeah. My grandma says that's the number one thing in a healthy relationship. Oh, really? Yeah, but to be fair, she was dating three different guys when she got engaged. <laughs> She's goals. I know. She, like, called her dad to be like, I'm engaged. And he was like, great, to who? I, I honestly hope that my parents do the same thing. <laughs> I would love to do that to them. But, like, okay, so, or what if you were like, all four, baby? Um, so, okay, the, the couple that's splitting up, if they're splitting up, that guy, then, like, why Join you- the divorce train. Well, I'm not, no. Get, get divorced, ladies. Two for one deal. <laughs> no, I mean, why don't you talk to the woman that you're friends with? And, like, why don't you guys, like, get an apartment? Do you, that's nice. And you a good sitcom. Mean? Do you think that, that she is, like, seriously considering, like, leaving him? Was that part of the question? I think she just wanted us to be like, that's nuts. But I think it's more than that's nuts. I think that it's, let's leave. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. There's all these things where, like, we're not married, right? So there's all these things where people are like, well, I think you have to, like, work on it first and blah, blah, blah. And we always say, but, like, if you guys don't have kids, jet the fuck out of there. First marriage is a, is a wash. You know what I mean? <laughs> you live, you learn. You know what I mean? I would bet anything that this guy's been married before. Whoa. Because he's 10 years older than her. Yeah. And he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that scream three marriages? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is it possible to teach this kind of guy why that's wrong? I don't Ugh, think so. It seems exhausting. It seems exhausting. And it seems like she's probably tried and failed. I mean, is it as, is it, here's the thing. You have so much energy in your life, right? And some of that energy. I, I have very little. Yeah. So some of that energy could go towards fixing this guy. And some of that energy could go towards a thriving frozen ice business in the Caribbean. Okay. So Vivian, our big takeaways are, I, I'm really sorry to do this. And I know it's harsh, but you, you have to divorce him. <laughs> and um, that's is, honestly our lesser suggestion. I was about to say, we, we went to divorce from murder yeah. him. Actually, guys, since you're here, so who here thinks we should divorce him? <laughs> who here thinks we should murder him? <laughs> the eyes have it. <laughs> um, if you want to submit your international <laughs> question so we can tell you to murder your spouse, send it in to justbetweenuspod at gmail.com. That's justbetweenuspod at gmail.com. And coming up right now, we have our esteemed guest, author and activist, Feminista Jones. Woo! Just between us. Hey! Just between us. What's that? Tell the audience who you are and what you do. Yeah, we like for people to describe themselves. Oh, well, I'm 40. I heard you were. <laughs> And that's important. You will address me as such. Um, <laughs> oh, so I, I'm, uh, I'm an author. I am an activist. I am an advocate. I'm a mom. Um, I wish I made more money. Because um, I'm broke, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's always important. No, but seriously, I think um, I've made a name for myself as somebody who doesn't shut the fuck up, and I advocate for people's rights, and I fight hard, I go hard, and I write really amazing things, and um, yeah. So I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I know. Honored. Thank you for coming and oh, doing the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's in the name. It's implied in the name. Yeah. 
So you were we were talking a little bit backstage, um, and you were mentioning about like the anti-poverty work that you were doing in yeah. Philly, like that you, you said you just got here three yeah. years ago, and then yeah. like you were doing a lot of stuff. So like, what kind of stuff have you been doing here that has sort of landed you? You said on a an influential Philadelphian list. Yeah. So before in just a short three years, that's funny. Uh, so I have uh, kind of dedicated my life to fighting poverty and hunger and homelessness, and I've been doing that. I was doing that back in New York, which is where I'm from. I'm from the Bronx, and um, I recognize recognize that Philadelphia, of all the large cities, has the highest poverty rate. And as I was thinking about some transitions in my life, I decided to come here and try to work and do that. And so the first thing I was doing was working with some advocates who are actual people living in poverty who are doing policy advocacy to change some of the ways we think about hunger. Um, there's 42 million people in this country that would qualify for SNAP, right? So that means that that's a huge issue, um, fighting for, to make sure that people can get the assistance they need, housing assistance and things like that. Um, and then I started working with an organization that was looking to revitalize a neighborhood that had a 60% um, unemployment rate, a 40% poverty rate, the highest uh, gun violence rate in the city. Um, and then, you know, something unfortunate happened and I just kind of decided to go on sabbatical right in time for my third book to come out. So, um, you know, I've kind of transitioned more into focusing on the writing aspect of my life, which I think is pretty dope. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were talking about how you started your blog. Yeah. yeah. Way back in the day. What, what year is this? It's 2019. I think so. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, you know, and, and I started in about 2011. I started blogging in 2004. Um, so 15 years of... <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You guys heard a live journal? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like back in the day. Yeah. Um, when you I would... never had a live journal. Really? I mean, you, wow. you were... I didn't have much to say. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean for that to come out as it did. Okay. However, um, 15 years ago, when I was a fully grown adult and you all were still dealing with puberty, probably, got it, got um, it. I started blogging. And um, it was around 2011 that I um, took on the name Feminista Jones, thinking about keeping my, because I was doing a lot of sex talk. Like I was, so I was a sex positive feminist who was getting more questions from men who were just like, how can I be a better man to my girlfriend or what have That's you? Great. Um, no, because no, they terrible. were really Sorry. bad. Like The questions were bad? No, it was more like, the more questions I got, the more I realized that men really don't know what the hell they're doing in bed. And so here I am to save the day, I'm Captain Feminist, and I'm going to teach you how to fuck your girl. And in like 2011, that's like that was big. pre, that was pre-sex positive. Yes. Like it's and very recent that right, that's like more right. accepted. Right, so I had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Um, so if you think about sex positive feminism, it's been mostly white. Mm. And when I came out doing this, I was offering a black public face to this because black women are not really given the space to talk about sex and sexuality right. in those ways. And I wanted to push against that. So it became really popular. Then I started writing a column for Ebony Magazine um, called Talk Like Sex. And then I became the love and sex editor for blogher.com. And that expanded my white audience. Um, so white mommy bloggers love to fuck. <laughs> And they have a lot of questions. They have so many questions because their husbands are not fucking them well. Sure. What's the most uh, common question you get? Um, how do I make a woman come? Yeah. Oh, boy. And you were like, maybe ask her. That. You thought about asking her? Um, I would usually say, let her find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> because if you're at the point where you're asking... <laughs> how to do this. You either were not exposed to scrambled porn early enough like I was. Yeah. Um, you have no friends. Yeah. Or, you know, you and your sock are like too close. <laughs> so probably just pass it on to someone else. Um, so I was doing that for a while. And so Twitter, I joined Twitter in 2009. It was like all kind of in the beginning and started sharing what I was doing. Started building a following that was really used to that, but at the same time, I'm still this social worker that is in New York, yeah. working with people that have like psychiatric disabilities, chronically homeless, and I started merging the two because I started realizing that like I can't have this huge platform and not talk about the work that I do. Um, so that I started doing that, and around 2014, things changed. Um, I, I organized two major um, campaigns. 
uh, one called UOKSIS, which is against street harassment and advocating for women of color who experience street harassment. And the other was the National Moment of Silence, which was in response to the killing of Mike Brown and um, was the is the largest uh, modern day uh, action against police brutality in our nation's history. So I did that. And from there, everybody was like, well, let's follow her because she obviously knows what she's talking about. And, and you were like, I do. I totally do. Um, I have a master's degree in organizational leadership and management. It's kind of what I do. <laughs> um, and, and, and I'm really good at tweeting. And so in my last book, I don't know if anybody has it, you should get it. It's called Reclaiming Our Space, How Black Feminists Are Changing the World from the Tweets to the Streets. Um, I talk really about, good. thank you. <laughs> what I talk about in there is that why I feel like Twitter is so natural for black women because of our call and response type of conversation and how we like are always like, you know, kind of backing each other up and sharing each other's thoughts and how natural it is for us to do that. So I became really good at tweeting. Mm -hmm. And so I, how many followers do I have? Like 168,000 or something? More than like us. Yeah. Well, no, you guys are like. No, you, they, I check, believe but, me. But you, guys, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are YouTubers. <laughs> nah. No, we're authors. Oh, God. We just had we this just whole conversation about that. backstage. <laughs> they were like, people still call us YouTubers. They still call me a blogger. I haven't had a blog in years. Yeah. So it's We're like, no, we're, we're authors. Call we're us authors, authors or writers like, Call or us writers. Call us who we are. But yeah. when it comes to women, they like to minimize what we do. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so kind of thinking about that, you know, like, yeah. what does it mean? And, and a lot of times I'm just sharing my thoughts and people learn a lot from them, from it. So I'm also a public speaker. I do a lot of talking around the world and around the country. And that's it. That's who I am. Yeah. That's what I do. That's a lot mm. of things. Lot of <laughs> You're like, so that's things. it anyway. <laughs> I'm a blogger. Um, <laughs> so uh, now is like a very important time, I feel like, to, to be a voice in this space mm. with the Democratic primaries coming oh, up. Oh, boy. And, I, and everyone I've talked to, and I'm like, so who are, we, who are you supporting? Right, right. Very few people know. Right. And I think that we can all agree that we should look to black women for the answer. <laughs> And so, <laughs> and you had, right? <laughs> and you met, so Allison was losing her mind because you met with Elizabeth Warren. Yes. And so Allison was like, we have to ask her yes. about this. Yes, <laughs> yes. So what, what was that for? What was that about? So, um, yeah, so everybody's looking to black women now, right? Um, and it's really interesting because it's like, we've voted the same as we always have. The same that white women have. I make this point, I know it's an aside point. Like people were just like, oh my God, all the white women voted for Trump. I was like, white women have voted exactly the same for the last 50 years. They have not changed. And you can look at everything. So like we can be upset with them, but they have been voting exactly as black women have been voting the same for the last 50 years. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that we vote for the progressive side more than right. that. And so, you know, people follow along with that and I think, what it is for us is that we are in this very interesting position of knowing that none of these motherfuckers really represent anything that we want for our children, but we have to pick someone. And then when we do decide to rally behind someone, you better believe that it's because we are taking in all of the factors that will affect our lives and our communities. And we are thinking not just about ourselves, we're thinking about everyone right. because of how that's gonna affect our kids. So that would be a good reason to listen to us. Um, I met with Elizabeth Warren, I was invited, because um, she's been doing these off the record kind of small talks with people around the country. And a lot of people don't know that she's doing this and she's spending her time. And so it was about 20 or so of us as black women from Philadelphia and Philadelphia area. It was happened during Netroots. So some of the people have been in town yeah, for Netroots, but I would say at least half of us were based here. And she really was just like taking questions like and answering them and, and like, what is it that you'd like to see from me? And what is it that I can do? I think she has one of the most progressive um, platforms and one of the things I said to her was that we really need you to stay radical because it's very easy to start compromising and go centrist because you want to get votes. But we really Especially need... Especially once you hit the general. Yes. And, yeah. it, and it's really important that we have someone who is actually willing to take a, rad a radical stance on things because playing the middle has not helped anybody this far. Like, we've taken, like minuscule steps, mm -hmm. right? And that's so easily pushed back. In two mm -hmm. years of one president can knock back 50 years of yeah. progress. Yeah. Then we need to be taking more radical leaps so that if someone like this is elected again, we're not knocked so far off of the progress that we've made. So yeah. um, I like her. I like her a lot. Um, right now, she is my candidate. Um, I'm pushing for her to go forward. Um, 
Yeah. You guys had some good selfies together. We did take a selfie. <laughs> She's awesome because they were taking like other pictures. I was like, well, I like to take selfies. She's like, me too. <laughs> you have more control over what the photo looks like. <laughs> right. And then understand, like, I'm a six foot tall, 275 pound <laughs> black woman. And Elizabeth Warren is like two foot four and like a buck oh five. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, let's do it. And I'm like angling it so she doesn't look that much small. She's a very slight person. Um, but she's so... Uh, you ever see Kate McKinnon do her? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's accurate. Really? Yeah, no, she's 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 very much. <laughs> I don't know if if like anyone knows the answer to this, but why do you think so many white women vote against their own interests? Most oppressed people vote against their own interests, and white women are oppressed. Tell us more. <laughs> so. <laughs> So a lot of my, uh, my peers, they, they get it on me because I talk about white women's oppression as well. They want to blame white women for, any, for everything. And it's very easy to do, but I don't think it's productive and I don't think it uh, fits our, fem- our feminist um, collective. Just because you have racial privilege doesn't mean that you are not experiencing gender bias and oppression. And I think that a lot of times when people are oppressed, they can act out towards others. Like nobody wants to be at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know, black folks do it too. We punch down on queer people or, you know, able-bodied people punch down on the disabled. Like people are, (laughs) people do that. And so for me, um, well, I'll, tell, I'll take this from the canvassers. There were canvassers that were for Hillary that were saying they'd go to knock on these doors and women would answer and want to listen, but then their husbands would be in the back and tell them to shut the door. Or that they would, you know, there would be some intimidating factors. That's important. And when I bring that up, people are like, ah, oh, I'm like, no, you, you actually yeah. have to understand that that's important, right? It's like, we know that, I think what is something like 80% of people vote the way their families do, right? Like, it's yes. not how, I think we need to think about how we are getting people to think for themselves rather than being, be influenced influenced by family or intimidated by family. Or this, I do what my husband tells me to do. I do what my husband tells me to do. It's so tied to religion. Uh, and, very, if, and that's another thing. If you think thing. you're a good Christian, then you have then to you vote have to do, you know, you have anti-abortion to do on this one issue voter, and it's and so, destroying yeah, the country. I think a lot of people are one issue voters. Um, but I also think that white supremacy and white privilege is like, it's currency, right? So, you know, and I always say this, and I, I challenge you all to think this. If I'm with my son, my 12-year-old son, and you are with your 12-year-old son as a white mother, and somebody's standing in front of us, and they're pointing a gun at us, whose child would you want to be shot? Not yours. Yeah. And that's the position that people end up being in. I'm going to do whatever I can to live and to survive. And if it means relying on some of the most evil things in our society, when it comes down to it, I want to live and I want to survive. And I think that's where isms come from. It comes from survival, it comes from greed, it comes from the need to survive. And as altruistic as you may be, you're gonna go for your own self-interest first. Yeah, you're gonna look out for number one. And so when white women are voting, they know the strongest currency they have is whiteness. So. But then the actual policies of the Republican Party just end up hurting them and their family and their economic status and all, you know, like it doesn't actually Oh, so the other thing is that Americans them. are stupid. Right, okay. Oh! Right. Yes, Whoa, let's, correct. I mean, like, oh. let's, I mean, everybody knows this. I thought, yeah. I thought this was well known. <laughs> um, the fact that you all have books here is amazing. Like, people are going to read them. Like, wow, you're actually reading books. That's awesome. Well, we don't know if they're um, going to read them. Right. <laughs> Just, yeah, at, well, least buy, at least buy them at our merch table. Once you got money off table. of it, right? Yeah, exactly. No, like, I mean, like, let's, let's be real. Like, you know, when all the studies show we're not the brightest people in the world. And so, you know, they said um, only, 30%, only 34% of Americans can name all three branches of government. So how do you vote when you can't right. name all three branches of government, right? Yeah. Most Americans can't name more than 10 governors without Google. How many of you can name 10 current governors right now in our states without Google? I bet my mom could. I, no, but ser- like, see this, yeah. like, you think about it, right? So we have people who are engaging in a political process, who are voting, who know next to nothing about government. Yeah. Don't know the people that represent, it's supposed to be a government of the people, for the people, and yet you don't even know who represents you. You should be able to name your senators, your governors, your state and local representatives, and the people that represent you in Congress. You should at least know the name of a local judge or your DA. You know, these are things you should know, and yet you don't know. So that's who's voting. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's an indictment on all of us, right? Because we could all stand to be more educated about this. But when we start finger pointing is when I get annoyed. I'm like, well, yeah. you're stupid too. So why are you pointing <laughs> at this person? You're, you're, you're mad at this person for voting for Donald Trump because they went to a rally where somebody said something very appealing in a charismatic way. And you didn't vote for Trump. But you don't know much more about politics or government or how this country is run than that person. So what yeah. makes you better? I, well, I think you're better than people that voted for Donald well, Trump. Well, of course. I mean, I mean <laughs> at the same time, I think, every, I think everybody's better than, than that. But at the same I'm also a person who has worked with people who have made really bad choices in their lives and mm -hmm. have suffered because of that. Yeah. And I believe in recovery and I believe in redemption. So I think that people oh, will make those yeah. kinds of mistakes and we can work with folks. I don't wish harm on Trump voters. I'm, again, I, I, stay, I steer from my peers in that way. People say, well, that's what you get for voting for him. And I'm like, that's what they get for voting in a process in which they are ignorant and they don't necessarily know better. Some do. They voted for him, like all hail Trump. Yeah, but, if, they vote, you know, if they voted, okay, but, but if they're, they're yeah. like today being yeah, like, I that's stand by it. Yeah, they're, they're going to stand by it because that's the, that's, the, that's the generational shit that they come from, right? And yeah. it's like, who intervened when they were in kindergarten? It was like, you should actually like that black boy. Nobody, because yeah. there was no black boys in their class. Yeah. <laughs> you, know like, I mean? <laughs> you know? I'm like, you have access to, there's so much information available. Do they? Can so, they read? I guess, yeah. Do I guess. they have, well, you could talk about the digital divide. Okay, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I, I don't yeah, want anybody to take, take it that I'm, I'm like defending folks. No, but no, I think no, no, that no. we need to have more conversations that are a little bit more deeper because if we are going to solve these social ills and these problems, we have to get to the root of them. Yeah. So it's not, it, yeah, racism plays a part, xenophobia plays a part. But there's also, I, and I say this because I was on a cruise with a young man who was a Donald Trump supporter, and by the end of my conversation, he was no longer a Donald Trump supporter. Because he said he had felt, he felt lied to, he felt duped, and he didn't understand why he didn't know the things that I was able to show him on my phone. Oh, man. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I don't, and I don't do that often for free. Yeah. But it, I was drinking on a he cruise. He just Venmo's you $5. It's just, it was just, it was just this young man. And then the it, cruises right, should just hire just you happens, to just right. walk around. So, it, so it turns out that I was going to be speaking at his college and he came to come see me when I went to speak and, Aww. like, followed oh, up. that's amazing. So not saying that you need to willingly talk to Trump supporters, but what I say that because... Unless they want to Venmo you $5. $25. Well, yeah. <laughs> but this was a 19-year-old white boy yeah. from middle America who had been lied to his whole life. Right. So. Well, that's the, bu the, bu the bubble know, of, that's not, the bubble of, of not of going it. outside and of your news source. I'm all source. about disrupting that. I'm all about the next generation. Again, I have a child who is going to grow up in that next generation. So we need to start disrupting a lot of these things that are happening before they get to this next generation. Yeah. That makes and sense. also, if you if you learn the names of your senator, governor, DA, all that stuff, uh, they're accessible to you in yeah. a way that they never have been before. Yeah. I, f I follow yeah. like uh, the senators from California on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. You can just see all the time what they're yeah. up to. Um, Representative Brendan Boyle, his office is in my local strip mall. It's like five minutes from you my house. You just pop over? Just pop over and be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, dude? knock, knock. He's, you doing anything in there? Or? That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> really, like, if you haven't visited your local representative's office, go knock and say, yeah. hey, what's up? I'd like to talk to my representative. And they have to talk to you. They really do. <laughs> That's what your tax dollars go towards. I mean, you get your check and that little local tax thing. Where do you think it goes? It goes to Brendan Boyle to sit in this. His rental in, this, <laughs> in the strip mall. Yeah. <laughs> in the strip mall. Politics. Well, I could talk to you about this literally forever, but yes. instead, would you like to play a dumb game show? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play a game show I'm sure is smarter so, than Trump voters. So... Uh, <laughs> So uh, uh, backstage, we discussed how how feminista does not know what hypotheticals is. I don't. However, you all do. I don't. And I like to so, be surprised. Yes. Yeah, so imagine someone who has never heard this before and now has to do it in front of a live audience. Okay. So I I I'm gonna give you a scenario. Okay. And you and Gabby have never heard the scenario before. Oh, okay. I'm playing too. Oh, you're and playing then, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you tell me what you would do in this hypothetical. And you you will be wrong. <laughs> okay. I don't like being wrong, but let's go for it. Here we go. Our first game is America's favorite game show. Would you stay with this cheater? <laughs> wow. This is already hitting close to home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After six months of dating, mm -hmm. you find out your partner sneaks out once a week 
to go play with their ex's dog. <laughs> Despite claiming they only have eyes for your dog. <laughs> Would you stay with this cheater? <laughs> Why are they sneaking? Because they have, they've like sworn off their ex's dog. They're like, I don't even like greyhounds. They're okay. too thin for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not into it. And the ex is letting them in, like is like, yeah. Come but they in. Not play. in the yard. Like, yeah. Okay. No, they're in their ex's home once a week for a full hour for playtime. And does the ex, is the ex involved in playtime? A little bit. <laughs> and did I know at least did I at least know that they were seeing their ex like hanging out with their no. ex okay interesting and and your dog is what kind of dog um uh it's sugar <laughs> I knew it so it's my dog for your reference just the cutest little okay. poodle mix you've ever seen who hates you <laughs> yeah sugar isn't friendly no she gives so, nothing wow she'll give you and nothing. takes a lot yeah she'll give you nothing <laughs> anyway so would you stay with this cheater would you uh i'm gonna say no because i don't like lying omission they didn't lie oh my god who have i become no, but i'm no i'm sure that at some point you ask them hey what are you up to Right? And they probably gave you an answer that wasn't, or, I'm Or if you said, I'm, I'm, are you hanging out with your ex? And they say no. Do you ask all of your partners that? Not really. It, we're, so, we're, we're gay, so I weird. assume you hang out with your ex all the time. Right. And your ex is ex, and your ex is ex is so girlfriend. So I haven't, haven't been that ex. <laughs> You've been that I've ex? I've been the ex, and I've been like, so are you going to tell them that you're coming over to do these things? Like, fix my And they ex, say or, no? They're like, yeah, I'm going to tell them. Because I'm like, I don't want things to be weird. And they're, they never told them. And so we're not friends anymore. <laughs> he was, wait, one more. He, they, they were coming over to fix to, things in your yes, house? yes. That means you're awesome. Yeah. You're like, hey, we broke up. Can you come uh, fix my sink, though? And then this person's like, yeah. Cut my lawn and fix Tight. my AC. And... Really? Yeah. You got to teach me some shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So the answer is we're not. So, yeah, no. I, we're I not. Mean, I mean, for me, I guess after six months, we're not together anyway. It takes me a much longer to get with somebody. So after six months, I'm like, all right, well, then go with your fucking ugly ass dog. Like, I don't. <laughs> Well, I hate to tell you guys, but you picked the wrong answer. Oh, gosh. Because that ex suddenly dies, and you could have gotten custody of that second dog. You missed out on a dog. I'm a <laughs> cat person. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Wow, I really I, need to vet the guests better. Two, cat, two cats, Wendy and Lisa. <laughs> oh. What kind of cats are they? Um, one's orange and one's gray. I don't know what the fuck yeah. they are. <laughs> like, That's fair. Oh. That's fair. That's how people should answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's the we have our, We got our yes. next game. Okay. Maybe, you know, you, this, you can really weigh in on this. Okay. Are you a terrible parent? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Your child keeps wetting the bed. Oh, wow. And it's annoying for you and embarrassing for them. So you decide that they will sleep in a warm bath from now on. <laughs> it's technically fine because you give them a neck pillow and pee is sterile. <laughs> they love it and feel like a mermaid. Are you a terrible parent? No. The thing is that the warm bath just makes them pee more. Pee is sterile. Oh, baby. Right. Also, the bath gets cold overnight, gets cold, and then, but then they pee, and it gets warm. Again. <laughs> and I knew that you would bring that up. And there's a drainage system and a refill. <laughs> this is swanky. Oh man. And, but they're oh, not going to get sick from being in cold water. No, no I said it's not going to be cold water. No, you don't. You know, and, and, no. Um, it's like a fountain. It keeps re. He, he, you, refilling itself with warm water. You've done a lot of work. I've actually been through this. So like, <laughs> oh, okay, tell my, us. My kid wet the bed. Yeah, I mean, all kids wet the bed, right? Yeah. And you try to work to get them out of it. Yes, it's annoying as hell, and your sheets forever smell like piss. Um, but you just kind of like, you deal with it. I kind of th wish I knew that yeah, idea right? because <laughs> then we could have saved a lot of laundry quarters because I was, at the time, I was in the Bronx. I had to use quarters and shit. I didn't have the house that I have now. Um, we could have saved a lot of time. Let his ass stay in the water. He liked the water any damn way because you can't get a kid out of a bath. You can't right. get him into a bath, but then you can't get him out of the bath. Right. So I would have just been like, 
bath time and bedtime and one. <laughs> and had the story time, the books were ready, and we were all good. Okay, love you. Go to bed. That would have been great. That would have been great. They, they do have very dry skin after right, this. Right. Yeah. Just put a little oil in the water and yeah, it's good. perfect. Totally fine. Leave some straws so in case they go under and they need to breathe. <laughs> oh my god, just a full paper scuba, straws though, a scuba, right? A scuba mask. Yeah, <laughs> just like there you go, just to relax. I so, think I might have really cracked something with this one. <laughs> because don't they do like hydroflotation massages and shit right now? Like people go and they pay a hundred dollars for twenty minutes to float on some water, and that takes them to the next level of nirvana or some shit. You already got your it set up for your kid. Your kid yeah. is enlightened. It's if you could convince white people that this was like a trend in India, they, absolutely they would, would be doing do it, it every day. They would do it every morning and um, night. Okay, so, so the answer was, great idea, Allison, monetize that. Monetize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, no, yeah. seriously. We think you're a good parent. And she has first use rights to anybody listening to this. Thank so you, you yes. You I'm uh, trademarking it. We are here at Shark Tank seeking 12% for $40 million for our project this bad. <laughs> our bedwetting flotation. Okay, our final. They're game. gonna harness the pee. They're gonna like keep the pee too and use it for like older women that want to get rid of wrinkles. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a whole fucking thing. Fresh kid pee, just Bar- for you. Barbara because Corcoran. I, you know my family's from the south. You put baby piss on your face to cure no, acne. No, you don't. Yeah, you what? Do. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. You put baby, baby piss, piss and on red your clay. Face? That keeps just. Why do you think we look so good? <laughs> So anyway, keep going. <laughs> Our final game. Are they an alien or just rude? Very good, everyone. Oh, wow. At the beach, an older woman asks you to help them apply sunblock. When you agree out of pity, they take off their swimsuit and demand you apply it everywhere with, their hand, with your hands because sunblock spray was invented by the Russians to give us skin cancer. <laughs> Afterwards, they pay you $500. Are they an alien or just rude? They're fully naked. Okay. No, I don't see anything wrong with this scenario Honestly, at all. You just... said I get paid $500 to put suntan lotion on somebody? All everywhere with your hands. I can wear gloves. No. I still don't need gloves. It's $500. I was going to say, you're just a very smart business person. All I need is consent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, she's at, but so she doesn't ask for your consent before she takes her swimsuit off. Is no, it? I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, if she wants to take it off, it's fine. She can live her free life. I don't care. But before I do this. Yeah, is the, we need to get the $500 up front. Like, Feminista Jones assaulting me on the beach, Got hashtag it. me too. We don't need that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to make, and I'm going to record it. Excuse me, ma'am. Can you tell everybody that you agreed to pay me $500 to lube up your body with suntan lotion? Yes? Can you say your full name for everybody listening? $500? Yeah, absolutely. So here's the You're thing. the only one that's played this game correctly. Shit. Absolutely. I'm also, offering these absolutely. great options. Guys, everyone here... The next time you, you cash app or Venmo someone or PayPal someone, you need to make the, the whatever it's for, you need to make the merch thing say, or the, the note say, like, consensual, uh, consensual sun- nude <laughs> suntan lotion <laughs> application. I don't even think you get that many characters. So just, like, use, like, the little sun in the beach thing and then just, like, put hashtag me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, oh, yeah, I think, I think, um, I think you do that, and then you start a business, and then you're that woman from the first uh, international question who has moved to the Caribbean and started a new life. Well, we really made it full circle, but the answer was absolutely an alien. Fine with that. That has actually come down to earth to protect us from the Russians. Okay. I hope. God, wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. This was amazing. I'm Feminista Jones everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, FeministaJones.com. Holla at me. And at your local congressman's office. in her eyes for three hours. I had to just keep reminding myself this was a show.
Yeah. I wow. What a what a presence. Um, so now we're moving on to topics. X X X X X X X X X. Baby. Baby. And what uh, this baby part has really been added. And I don't I've been know. adding it to everything. Yeah. Tweets, texts, conversations. <laughs> so I wanted to talk uh, about what scares us. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I want to open this broad. Sure. From like the smallest things to the biggest things. Because I think part, <sighs> part of um, becoming Zen, yeah. which is my eternal journey. Have you tried a piss bath? not yet (laughs) Uh, they're still tonight (laughs) it's like realizing that the things that we're afraid of aren't actually that big of a deal sure well on the paper it says what scares you and then you wrote bugs to dying alone (laughs) no I didn't yeah you did hold on I wrote uh, oh yeah from dying alone to beg bugs and all that stuff in between (laughs) I can read yeah I forgot I wrote that so, so uh, you have to, what are you saying? You have to confront what scares you? What are your fears? What are my fears? I don't like ants, because um, they could be anywhere and you'd never know. But who cares if you don't know? They're touching you. Have you ever thought, I'm so sorry to do this to you, ants could be in your hair. But wouldn't you know? No, what if it was just one and it but was in your hair? But then who cares if you don't know? I love, a, I love to be ignorant. <laughs> Well, what, I mean, again, this is, like, a big irrational fear for me. But, like, what if, like, what if there's an ant on my body right now and I don't know about it? Who cares? I, when I moved into my apartment, we had, I had an ant infestation. And at first I was like, oh, my God, there's ants. Oh, ants. Oh. And, like, within, like, a week I was writing and the ants were just crawling up no, my arms. No, 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 no. Queen of the ants? Yeah, I just thought that to myself. I was like, I am their queen now. <laughs> I did some of my best work. No. <laughs> You're like ratatouille, like the ants are just pulling your hair. <laughs> no, I can't. I, can't. I See, don't The ants even... are fine. I can't handle a bu- uh, any sort of bug that's inside my body. What? Like, <laughs> like, I'm terrified of like a parasite. You know that thing where then you have to like, go to sleep with like an apple near your butt so that the thing will come out and then they'll grab it and pull it out of you. Is that a thing? Absolutely. <laughs> wait, 100% wait, that's a thing. Wait, wait what? There's a thing. Tw- it might be like a tapeworm or something. Okay, but it's 2019 and the best do- medical thing that they have for this is put an apple near your butt and then go to sleep. And someone else has to be there ready to pull it out of you. And that, that's why it's important not to be alone. <laughs> that, can't, that can't be true. It's a hundred percent. Who has heard of this? No one. <laughs> Come on. That's a thing. Oh it might God. not be an apple. Maybe it's like a filet mignon. I don't know what the tapeworm <laughs> wants. <laughs> and, and so it's like, so you're sleeping butt out, barely. <laughs> And so butt naked. Yes. And and it's like shh. And then someone waits. Someone's waiting. And then it's like folks its head out. Yeah. And it's like coast is clear and then heads for the apple. And then you and grab then it and then you and pull, pull it out. <laughs> Google that shit. So that's one of my biggest fears. I'm crying. It's not real. It's 100% <laughs> real. I'm crying. So I'm afraid of that. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid. So ants, to me, it's like, oh, I could get rid of ants. What uh, What else am I scared of? I, you know what I don't like? In movies where it's like, a, it's like a window. I don't like an open window at night. You know, what? like where, okay. You know, like where, like, your window's open at night? And sure. then you, like, and then it's, like, in the movie, like, the girl walks by it, and then, like, the guy's head, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Someone, a peeping Tom. I don't love a peeping Tom. I would think you'd love the attention. Uh, think yeah. about it from that way and you'll want one. Because, <laughs> like, cause like, it's like that, it's like the, the, the idea that I'm going to, like, turn and look at the, a window in my house and a face will be there. That, yeah. I would have a fucking heart attack. That, I have a heart attack when my boyfriend just walks into the room. Because <laughs> he's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that was very sweet. But, yeah, like, I just get startled so easily. Oh, do you think it's a trauma response from being women? Oh, that's a nice excuse. (laughs) 
I just, I don't know why that, because I love horror. I love gore. I love horror. I love listening to murder stories. I love all of that shit. I'm very desensitized. But if I see eyeballs in my window at night, it's over. I'll like, I'll just, I'll, I think I would have like a, you know, like, have, you know, like people die of fright. They die of yet being scared. Yeah. I when they find out that that parasite is crawling out of their <laughs> ass. I would think at that point you're relieved. <laughs> you're like, well, I think I'd be asleep and then I just see it. Then I just have a heart attack and die. And then it goes right back up your butt. <laughs> and then it's like, oh man, this one's dead. And it's got to move on. You know what's interesting is that this show is such a mix of highbrow and lowbrow. <laughs> That's how we keep them coming back. Yeah. It's a roller coaster emotionally. I uh, think when I think about all the things that I can handle and, and cannot handle. Yeah. The number one thing that I think I cannot handle. Yeah. Is my parents dying. They're here. Why would you say that? Because it's true. Like I go through horrible scenarios in my head where I'm like, okay, you die. It would suck. I make a lot more money. I've always said monetize my death. Yeah, and, and you should also monetize mine. Yeah, um, I think you should write an amazing book about it. Go on every network TV you can you. get on. I, thank please you. Please cry. But like, I, well, we'll see. Make an and, in memoriam video. <laughs> but like, I don't, that to me is like, if, if you ever play the game of like scaring yourself? Yeah, all the time. And that's, Day to daily life, baby. <laughs> Gotta That's take my risks. max. That's my max where then I go, oh, I can't even think about that. Yeah. Is that your max or no? Probably no, not. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I don't, no, I don't love, I don't love that. Mom What's and dad like, who are listening. <laughs> but mine's terrifying because mine is something that will, might, I mean, I'm really hoping for technology and I might freeze them, but it might happen. You've said that before and I'm not even surprised. Uh, my, uh, I don't want to be kidnapped. Oh, if someone again, was, this is a tension. I think you could no, like no, it. No, 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 no. If someone's going to murder me, just do it. Don't oh, drag yes. it out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be kidnapped. I don't want to be, because then it's like, and then it's like, oh, now I have to like listen to this person talk for like four days being like, and here's the kidnap stuff I'm going to do or whatever. And I have to just be like, okay. You know what I mean? Just get it over with. I love that all of your scenarios are people being obsessed with you. <laughs> Peeping Tom, kidnappers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, um, no, I, I mean, I had a nightmare in the sixth grade that, some, that my sister got murdered, and I don't think I've ever recovered from it. It was so realistic. Oh, my God. I'm so, I'm so afraid of accidentally killing someone. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm so, oh, you guys aren't? Whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, I, of, of hitting someone with my car and killing them. Yeah. And then and having to live with that for the rest of my life. And that's why you don't text and drive. <laughs> Your whole life changes immediately. Yeah. Well, their life changes more, but... Yeah! What? Yes! Yeah. I'm... Uh, but I will say... Okay, I don't want to kill someone accidentally, but my biggest pet peeve ever is, like, in a movie or in a book or whatever, and there's clearly a bad guy, and the protagonist has the chance to shoot that person, and then they're like, ooh, I don't know. I'd shoot immediately. Well, you're, you, things are very black and white for yeah, you. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, bad... Like, yeah. you're dead. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. You, the OCD makes things very black yeah. and white for you. And then I'll call the police and, and then I'll run away. <laughs> I don't understand. After you well, do it. I'm white, so I might be okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. After you do a big crime, just go to, just flee the country. Why do people stick around for their trials? Well, you have to, well, first, I'll explain that to you later, but. <laughs> no, the I'm not talking about you get caught. I'm saying the minute you do the crime. Get a plane ticket and get well, out of here. You have to go to a country where they don't extradite. There's a few of those. Okay. I'll, again, Gabby's answer remains go to the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like if you're, you know, I feel like if you're going to, if you're about to get in trouble, get out of there. What well, if you have a life and a family and a small bad. business? I think it's arrogant because I think people go, oh, I'll beat the charges. No, you won't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get, and, I mean, sometimes you will. But just get out of there. So that's another thing I'm afraid of is being uh, falsely accused of a crime. Yeah. Of like what kind of crime? Um, any crime. Uh, just like because all the time they make people give these false confessions that aren't real. You think, I feel like the minute you sat down, you'd be like, I did it. And they'd be like, we didn't even say what it was. <laughs> and you'd be like, I don't know. I did it. I'm sorry. Ah. And then they'd be like, that was, how did. Or I, I go in and I'm like, am I in trouble? And they're like, you're the victim. <laughs> 
<laughs> you go in to report like your bike stolen and you're like, in the third grade I shoplifted. And they're like, what? Yeah, I would never shoplift. <laughs> oh, me neither. <laughs> I'm scared of the IRS. Oh, yes, I'm terrified of the IRS. It seems like they have no oversight. And well, they can just do whatever they want they to you. They fuck your life up. Yeah. And I, again, because I don't keep track of my passwords, I also don't really keep track of anything. Don't say that. Don't say, stop, they're listening. Don't say another word. You are very on top of all of it. I pay all my taxes. You are on top of it. And I know why. Yes. I know each dollar is for what. <laughs> yeah. Good. 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 You know yeah. what I don't like? What? Drowning. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you tried. It wasn't for you. <laughs> oh, being lost at sea. That's a big scary. Yes, that's huge. And Anything and where I can't die immediately. That, what's, that's what the kidnapping's about. You, might, you don't always die in a kidnapping, but I'm saying like plane crash. Because you, you know, like car crash, it's like dead. Plane crash. Sometimes. Well, hopefully. And <laughs> plane crash, you have that time where you're falling. And yeah. that's really scary. Or if like yeah, you're in like you're in the middle of the ocean, you know, and what you don't I even need, have a tiger on the boat with you. What I need is a cyanide pill. And let me tell you why. Because <laughs> if you have a cyanide pill in your mouth at all times, yeah, yeah, yeah. When things get rough, you're out. Yeah. We've talked so much about how in an apocalypse situation, I feel that I would rise to the leader position and you would kill yourself. Yeah, hopefully with this cyanide pill I gotta get. Yeah. Is it a fear to be afraid of looking foolish? Yes. That's a fear. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like when I uh, think that I have the right information and then, and then I, I don't like being corrected. I know. <laughs> Is that like being corrected in public? I don't like that. Or in private. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, I don't want like a, I don't like. So what should I do when you're wrong? Just, like, leave it alone. But if I can't, for, for a good reason. Um, just, like, write it down. And then pass it, it, to, it you. to me. And then leave the room. Okay, so you can deal with it in private? Yeah. Okay, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid of, of like, uh, un of, of acting meanly or badly and hurting someone and ruining a relationship. Really? Yeah, I'm very afraid of that. What? What do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm worried that, like... You can like, control that. Well, in theory. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes you get in a bad mood or you just, like, talk... Like, if, if I'm, like, talking shit about somebody and then I send it to them by accident or... You have screenshotted things and then sent it back to the person... Yes, I have. ...to be like, can you believe this shit? But you sent it back to the person who just sent it to you. I think what we're learning is I shouldn't have a phone at all. <laughs> it's very bad. So I'm, yeah, I'm afraid of like, sometimes I'm just like afraid I'm going to mess something up and just like ruin and like ruin a friendship or a relationship and then, and then hurt their feelings and it will be my fault. Because I can handle relationships ending as long as it's not my fault. That's life, baby. Baby? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's life. Life is just making mistakes and messing up and seeing eyes in your window and getting kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's rate the episode. <laughs> Woo! So, as you guys know, normally one of our producers comes on up and tells us how well we did, but uh, because we had no budget for this tour, our producers are not with us. So instead, I'm going to ask my mom to come up and do it. Ruth, 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 Ruth. <laughs> Allison's parents, you, you ever go, wow, a tour, they're so rock and roll. No, Allison's parents have been with us the whole time. <laughs> You, but you guys have been on this tour with us. I'm a groupie. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're my entourage. Yes, that is okay. quite true. Because groupies don't get to go in the green room, Ooh. do they? So I don't know how people work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you had to rate this on some sort of scale, what would you give it? I had a really good time. Oh, thank you. Oh, good. I would give it 12 out of 10 Bronx Cheers because Feminista Jones and I are from the Bronx. Woo! Nice. Nice. I know I almost told her, but I was like, I've already brought up my mom like 10 times in this episode. <laughs> I, uh, okay, I rate it um, um, six out of six piss baths, <laughs> which I will never get over. 
I want to hashtag everything piss bad. <laughs> it's kind of smart when you think about it. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I also want to rate it seven out of seven butt apples. <laughs> I can't believe no one here has heard of that. It haunts my dreams. I think I may have. You've heard of it! <laughs> it's true. Everyone Google immediately. <laughs> I would rate it uh, 7 out of 5.5 Elizabeth Warrens. Woo! <laughs> and, uh, okay, so what was everyone, what did you think was the funniest part? I don't know. I'm old. I can't remember, but I laughed a lot. <laughs> what was your favorite part? I don't remember that either. I loved it all. I'm your mother. <laughs> Gabby, what was your favorite part? I mean, the, the tapeworm thing, I was crying. <laughs> Fully cry. I've never cried on this podcast. And I was like, I had to like move away. I mean, other from sadness. I've never cried from sad from I've cried from sadness on the podcast. I've never cried from laughing on the podcast. Yeah, I cried from astrology and sadness. Okay, guys? Whatever. Um, no, that was... I can't, I'll ne I can't. It was so funny. Well, egg on your face when you Google it. Uh, okay, I think that my favorite was just how down Feminista was for the piss bath. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to put sunblock on that old lady. <laughs> Did you, Mom, did you learn anything? I learned a lot, yeah. And you can't recall no. any of it? <laughs> no. But I enjoyed it. And okay. I'm, and, and, but I'm, I, I don't think I could name 10 governors. I think you you think, don't think you could? I think you think too highly of me. Let's see how many you can name. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> Give us a couple. Let's get to five. Five? No. You could do five. It'll take too long. So who's Gover your governor? Governor... Tom Wolf, Tom like Wolf. the writer? Like the author? I would be so cool if your governor was just Tom Wolf in a white suit, just going around <laughs> being like, and my next proclamation is everyone do acid. Do you have anything to say from your Google, or are you now just checking Twitter? No, I'm looking at home remedies for tapeworms. Because it, and does it elicit? It no, I mean, no, I don't see any of Google this. Google luring a tapeworm out of your body through your ass. Are you trying to get me on a watch list? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna write, because I'm having a hard time figuring out what to Google. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh no, oh no. Yes! It's true! You may have learned it from me. Oh no. Yeah! Oh no. Wait, oh no. Oh no. This is, this is what victory feels like. Oh, we, okay, okay. We can't tell Gabby she's wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, is, this is a, there is a theory that you can coax a tapeworm out with a bowl of milk placed next to your body. You're but, welcome. But it's not real. You're welcome. It's, it's, a, it's not real. It's on the internet, it's real. <laughs> it's not, it's, uh, it's not, um, it, there's a, it, it autofill to luring a tapeworm out of your body with meat. <laughs> Did I not say filet mignon? <laughs> I like that. I'm just so happy about the tapeworm. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank You've been you. Just Between Us is hosted by me, Allison Raskin. And me, Gabby Dunn. Our engineer is Brendan Burns. He also composed our killer theme music. Our producer is Melissa D. Motz, and our supervising producer is Josephine Martirana. Our executive producer is Chris Bannon. Just Between Us is a production of Stitcher. Stitcher.